0: Snuff Production. Barely brown one side and burnt to a crisp on the other. Oh, it drives me mad. Fresh from the uneven toaster of life. It's Matt and Alex
1: All Day Breakfast. Oh, g'day, g'day. Matt and Alex here with you for this uh, morning's episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast.
2: Or evenings, because, you know, we don't tell you how to live your life, and that's why it is the, uh, the perfect breakfast radio show for you at any point of the day, because I tell you what... I don't mind having a bit of an ice cream at breakfast or some hash browns late at night, Matt. Mate, yesterday,
1: yesterday at lunchtime, had an English muffin. I mean, if, if that's not going rogue, I don't know <laughs> what
2: is. Uh, I had a mate Connor who he caught up with yesterday. He had lasagna for breakfast. So it's it's the audio version of a lasagna for breakfast, is what this podcast is. You found yourself on. That's or... kind of gross. I don't know. <laughs> kinda, that's I can do a lot of things, but that's just well, a bit much. Yeah, well, this podcast is occasionally a bit much as well, so <laughs> so I think it fits in okay. But can we please give a very big shout-out to uh, our Irish listeners today, of which there are a few, as we can see from the podcast statistics, uh, St Paddy's Day today. So uh, congrats to to you. Um, to be sure, and
1: hope your celebrations are as eventful as they can be, given the restrictions, but we will be talking about St. Paddy's Day a little bit later on. We've also, Alex Dyson, yep. we've got a very, very interesting insider, okay? We're yep. looking into the world of real estate, and we've got someone who does not mind <laughs> dishing the truth,
2: okay? There's something about when you when you disguise someone's voice, There's something about that that just lets them tell the absolute honest truth. And if you want to know the uh, the behind-the-scenes goss of the real estate industry, then keep listening because it's part of today's show, as is plenty of other goodness, because it's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. What else can you expect?
3: Let's go. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go,
2: here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Yes, Matt O'Kine, the Guinness is flowing for Brecky around Australia and the world because it is St Patrick's Day, the day that the Irish celebrate something um, the traditional, the <laughs> traditional death date of
1: St. Patrick The foremost patron saint of
2: Ireland well, I don't actually I've been understand f- any of those words I've been to a few parties It doesn't seem like that's what's going on at the parties <laughs> that's going, But that, it is a whole lot of fun Irish people contributed so much to the world and the culture And look, it has evolved into a celebration of things with parades, food, music, dancing, drinking And plenty of clovers
1: a whole lot of green as well. You only have to look at uh, the city of Chicago, which dyed their river green for I St. Do Patrick's do Day a few days ago. So, uh, yep, getting pretty serious. And we hope that people can celebrate safely around the world, especially with various restrictions happening uh, all through the UK, Europe,
2: Ireland. Mm, yeah, so a lot going on. Uh, but we did want to chat St. Patrick and celebrate the Irish. So, we did put a call out for stories about Ireland that you've experienced in the past. What are your your best Irish memories? Uh, And we've had a few people get in touch, including Angus. G'day, Angus.
3: G'day, fellas. How's it going?
1: Good, thanks, Angus. What happened in Ireland for you? You were at a bar.
3: Yeah, I was was on this little paddy wagon tour, so I was just going around Ireland for a week or so.
1: What, like a police paddy wagon?
3: (laughs) Nah, so, oh, I mean... Probably could have ended up there, but um, no, it was just... um,
1: A (laughs) Scent Paddy Wagon.
3: Oh, right. I don't know. Um, I didn't know what a a Paddy
1: Wagon was.
3: That's just kind of what the tour company is called. I guess it's Mm. something Irish. I don't really know. Anyway, that's what it was called. Um, But yeah, we so it was just a bunch of people my kind of age. At the time, I was about 19.
2: The good thing about those tours is you just get to take in the history and the culture and the poetry <laughs> and, and the, the art. Yeah, really well. you doing, is Yeah, it? when you're 19 in Ireland on a bus <laughs> tour. Um, so, exactly. yeah, tell us where you ended up.
3: Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was at the bar um, one night and had a few Guinnesses. Uh, there was this girl on my tour bus as well, and um, I guess we just started making out in the corner of the bar just kind of nearby the um the live guitar act and then he started mid-song um changing the lyrics to kind of match me and this girl and i didn't really realize um so very irish kind of humor and it was kind of like five minutes later that i realized that he was actually singing kind of about me
2: So the whole whole bar just watching your little performance there whilst it's got a soundtrack.
3: So, like, um, yeah, the whole bar is looking at us. He's pointing at us. He's, just, he's making everything about us. And then I look up and I stop kissing this girl and I look up and everyone's staring at us. <laughs> <laughs> and I... Was so embarrassed.
1: (laughs) Just first one back on the bus to get out of there. All right, next (laughs) stop. Let's go. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks very much, Angus.
3: All good. Thanks, guys.
1: And Sean from Canberra is on the line as well. Sean, you uh, you accomplished something in Ireland.
3: Yeah. G'day, boys. You know, I know a lot of people go to Ireland for a lot of cultural and historical reasons. But when I was a a little kid, uh, I achieved a great feat with me and my sister Uh, We beat Super Mario World 2 on the Game Boy. It was a big, big (laughs) achievement. Wow. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
2: yeah. Oh, St. Patrick would be proud. Go to the country, you get to beat Super (laughs) Mario 2. (laughs) Unbelievable. Do you know where you were when this happened?
3: Uh, A little town called uh, Wicklow, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember much about it other than being a scary jail, but, yeah, the main reason for the trip for me really was uh, beating, beating
2: Wario. It was great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Those are the memories that you that will stick with you
2: for life, hey? Oh, those moments are rarer oh, yeah. than a four-leaf clover. I tell you what. <laughs> oh, I remember doing Zelda in France, uh, Latvia. <laughs> the, yeah, that was Banjo-Kazooie uh, in Latvia. Oh, that was a great trip.
1: Yeah. Um, I uh, beat the Sentinel in uh, Marvel vs. Street Fighter back uh, in Soho, the streets of Soho, actually, so... And I went to really?
2: Cairo and did Assassin's Creed um, just to uh, be culturally sensitive there. Thank you so much for that one, Sean. Hey, we'll catch you later. Also say,
3: yeah. St. Patrick's Day is also my partner's uh, birthday and she's a big fan. So I just want to say a big happy birthday to you, Lucy. Love you lots.
2: Oh, that oh, is delightful. That's so nice. No partner apologising on Thursday for you this
1: week. <laughs> Sean, we'll catch you later. Thanks, boys. And Prue from Melbourne, You've uh, something happened to you in Ireland.
0: Well, it happened before I actually got to Ireland. So I was living in London at the time and heading over to Dublin, for the international rules tournament that was on, so, you know, where they mix the Gaelic and AFL.
2: Mm. Oh, I used to love watching that.
0: I know. So I was so excited that it was happening when I was living over there. So anyway, get to Gatwick Airport, go up to the counter. Um, Yeah, you're meant to be flying from Dublin to London today. So I booked my tickets in the wrong direction. (laughs) <laughs> so,
1: oh, no. So
0: I'm literally, I mean, luckily there were those Ryanair flights which were only like £10 each or something like that. So it wasn't like I'd lost a lot. But then, you know, I paid a £300 package to go to this tournament at a, like accommodation, like get a scarf and all this stuff. So I'm sitting there. First, first thing, I run through Gatwick Airport trying to find a computer. My my backpack actually, the zip came undone and my underwear fell out <laughs> like a nice lacy bra. That was great in the middle of Gatwick Airport. <laughs> So then I get to a, a computer and I'm searching trying to find how I can get over there. The the cheapest and best option was about 200 pounds a business class flight from Heathrow to get over to Dublin that night. So, so Gatwick's
2: another airport uh, in London. Completely yep, my Your flight away. is coming to Gatwick rather than going from <laughs> Gatwick and then you've yep. got to get to another London airport to yep. get over there. And,
0: and fork out an extra £200. Um, <laughs> okay. The benefit of getting the business class ticket meant that I got to go into the lounge and enjoy some free booze um, while I was la, waiting for my la. flight, which was definitely needed after the stress of that day. And then the fun thing as well was trying to come home on the Sunday after the tournament. It was. It would have cost me an extra two or three hundred quid to come back on the Sunday, but I actually found a cheaper option was to catch the train up to Belfast, stay a night in Belfast and then fly from Belfast to London on
2: the Monday. So <laughs> just to add an extra Love bit it. Of, And then you land you land, know, like, you land to to back Belfast. in at Gatwick and they hand you your underpants <laughs> and say, welcome back home.
0: I know, I know. Ah, story, the luck so much, of the Irish Bruce. was on your
2: side that time. <laughs> uh, thank you so very much, Prue. Really appreciate it. Oh, no worries, guys.
0: Thanks.
2: And wishing you a uh, very happy St Patty's Day. If you are celebrating it today or any other day, which is good for a Guinness, Matty Boy. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A
0: seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Are you keeping juicy gas from me? Do you know what's going on here?
4: We
5: know what's going on. You won't believe it. Real juicy. So
2: let's just keep it on the down low, shall we?
0: Matt and Alex's Insiders.
4: Insiders.
2: Yes, and our Matt and Alex insider this week, Matt O'Kine, is in the world of real estate. Okay, it's the great Australian dream.
1: Mate, owning a home, hey? Quarter acre block, somewhere nice among the gum trees. You and I both both keep an eye on the sites, on the markets, mate.
2: Oh, it's got to be done because it's so tricky. But to give us the inside lane, we have a real estate agent to let us know what goes on behind the scenes they are anonymous as to keep their identity safe so they can speak a little bit freer. Hello, Anonymous Insider. Ah,
6: Alex. How are you?
2: Well, good, thanks, Anonymous.
1: Now, uh, look, let's get stuck into the nitty-gritty. Real estate, all right? Um, Price guides. (laughs) What's up? Are they just a joke or what? Yeah,
6: price guides are the the biggest joke. Uh, We used to quote low and now we are we are quoting so low it's like it's incredible like just add 30 (laughs) percent it's unbelievable
2: and it's it's weird they always have it as a guide of the 10 percent so if you're looking if you're looking at you know the pie in the sky you know five i like looking at the really expensive ones that you'll never live in and they got a 10 percent. it's like a 10 million dollar house it could be it could be 10 or 11.1 million dollars
6: Plus, it's, I'm telling you right now, it used to be 10%. By law, it's got to be 10% on the agency agreement, but we are educating our owners that we will be quoting probably 20% to 30% lower.
2: Why, <laughs> when the economy absolutely plummeted, <laughs> our houses still <laughs> even more expensive than before?
6: Hey, it's not us, the real estate agents. It's the vendors who have made us like this. We are normal, good people, but they, they are the... They are the evil.
2: <laughs> the evil how, vendors.
1: How often do you how often do you overquote to your to the owners? So when someone wants to sell a house, they are the owner. And you you to get their business, do you say, Oh, I'll be able to sell this place for, you know, a million dollars, no worries.
6: hundred percent of the time. But <laughs> I tell you I was a nice guy at the beginning when I first started, but I quickly learned I had to change. <laughs> You've got to tell them what they want to hear.
2: Mm. Do you, when people coming through for open houses, right? How much do you butter them up, the uh, the people walking through, and just like, oh, any questions?
6: Yeah. Do you own or are you renting? Ooh. If they're renting, get the f- out. <laughs> 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 Only talk to sellers.
2: Don't want to know. Okay. You, so you want people already own homes and they're in they're in the game, then us us renters, not a chance.
6: No, don't even bother coming in. Uh, now,
1: Anonymous, I have heard of a, uh, there's, an, there's a real estate agent on Instagram called Dick Slider. He keeps saying the three Ds. What does that mean?
6: Oh, uh, death, divorce, death.
2: <gasps> What's that mean?
6: That means they <laughs> sellers, let me tell you. <laughs> Sorry about the language, but I get too excited about that.
2: Well, we <laughs> so said so Hide your that? voice, you can speak a bit freer. <laughs> and I tell you what, Anonymous today is speaking very free.
6: That's payday when they walk in.
2: What do you mean?
6: You're getting paid, they've got to sell. Divorce, sellers, death, well, that says it all. They're not dealing, they're not gonna right. question the market.
2: Uh, so you're not gonna be passing this in.
6: <laughs> oh no, to who? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so debt yeah. debt, divorce and, and death.
6: Death, yeah. Death, okay
2: divorce death. They're the one they're the ones the real estate agents the, the vultures really circle around. Um yes. <clears throat> what about on the day of the auction? Okay. How often do you call a bid of someone scratching their nose?
6: Well, look, I mean, that's the auctioneer's job. I mean, as 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 the agent, my job is to get as many people in that room as possible. Hence why we quote it low. It's the saying, <laughs> quote it low, you watch it grow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are some other sayings? It seems like in real estate you got all these sayings. What other ones are there?
6: Quote high, watch it die. <laughs>
2: <laughs> dear, oh, dear. And, yeah, so my
6: job is to get as many people in there and if I can get a dummy bidder in, um, amongst that um, group of people, that's what I look for. Who's, so wait, a dummy bidder? Just to kick it off.
2: Is that legal? I don't know. <laughs> It
1: sounds like it's not. (laughs) A friend of mine, no, a friend of mine, actually, they recently said that because they bought it, they bought a a, a place in a a beach town years Mm. ago. And after they bought it, they found out because everyone in the town knows each other. Mm. Literally, everyone knew that this person was bidding against just old mate who was never going to buy and was just driving the price up. But the whole town knew and they didn't tell him
6: so good. <laughs>
1: it's not good. Hey, what about the billboards? Why are real estate agents the only other professions other mm. than actors with their own billboards everywhere? You're on buses and at bus stops. Why?
6: <laughs> because we love seeing our face out there. <laughs> it's because gonna, people are going to drive by and see that beautiful grin and think that they want us to sell their house or they think that we're doing extremely well. So mm. it's like anything. I mean, if they think you're doing well, they want you. They want, they want you to sell their house.
2: All right you got a house for sale. It's an absolute lemon. All right. It's like asbestos in the thing. The lift doesn't work, those kind of things. How secretive are real estate agents? What, what responsibility is there to be open with the people buying these places?
6: It's buyer, beware. You need to do your due diligence around that. I'm sorry. I can't help. I think everything's okay. But <laughs> if you're buying it, I would do your own due diligence.
2: All right, anonymous. How many calls do you make on a Monday? Okay, because <laughs> real estate agents. Oh, Friday, half, get,
6: oh,
1: I'm
2: always <laughs> copping the calls. Oh, g'day. Yeah, yeah, they just they just got your phone. Who do you who do you choose to call, and why do you keep getting them?
6: Look, I mean, I've, look, it's it's all. I mean, it's it's a numbers game. So what we need to do is we need to call as many people as as possible. So hence why we we do the open homes. We like to run a property to the market. You know, we could sell it off-market, but right now it's very hot, so we do run them to, to the option. Mm-hmm. And the good thing as well is we're getting people through the door so we've got potential sellers, potential buyers. We're just meeting more people. So, But on average, we, I try and get myself and my team to do at least 100 calls each a day. <laughs> wow. And, and that's connects.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's connects. And so, so let's talk about the phrase, there's never been a better time to buy, because I tell you what, <laughs> anonymous... I feel like the world could literally be burning <laughs> and it was, your real estate agents would still be telling me, you got to do it now.
6: Hey, today's prices are uh, tomorrow's uh, discounts. That's what we say. Wow.
2: <laughs> okay. No, That's so look, incredible.
6: Depending on who we're speaking to, of course, we want to sell property. That's our mm. job. But, I mean, if it's a buyer coming through the door, it's the perfect time to buy
2: all right, a house is Wait. under under offer. Anonymous, okay. Yes. Does that mean it's gone? Can you get higher? What? How does it? How does it that work? What's what's under offer mean?
6: Well, it's d- depending. I mean, I, I normally don't do that. I'll either run the property to auction, or I if or I will get them into a room. I'll bring the auction forward, or I'll just say, "Come in with your best and final offer on a contract, and whoever's got the highest price will win the property."
1: And are there ever imagining? Because I've heard situations where people are like, "Hey, look, there's another competitor. They've put in a higher offer, and you just got to put in your best offer right now." It's um, the, you know, last the last chance. And there's actually no one.
6: Yeah, there won't be one there. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes market, there is. There's, there's actually a lot of buyers because there's not much stock. So, um, yeah, so there, there is normally another buyer in this market, but sometimes there's not. I mean, and. Our job is to get the best price for the
1: vendor. Wow. Well, anonymous, you have certainly shared a yeah. lot of insight into the industry, and uh, we very much appreciate it. Any final tips for
2: uh, for buyers who wanna who want to come out with a good result that you, they yeah. might be able to get their get a few thousand off from their real estate agent?
6: I would just say buy now because the market's only going up. But if you're selling, <laughs> if you're selling. You're thinking of sell and sell now because the market's about to drop.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anonymous, the perfect response. We appreciate your candid responses. And we'll uh, hopefully chat to you again soon uh, when we're putting pen to paper on a contract.
6: Love it. Thanks, boys. Love your work, too. Order up.
1: Just how you like it. Perfect.
3: All day breakfast.
1: Oh, Alex Dyson. I don't know why, but it just it floated back into my head the other night. Just a, a memory. Sometimes thoughts do that, don't they, man? Yeah, a little memory. You know, because I, uh, I was thinking about, I've been in Sydney for 14 years now. Moved down in 2007.
2: That's, that's a wild thought. It's a long time, isn't it? it? Being the, the proud, brizzy boy that you are. Almost getting to the point where you've lived in Sydney longer than you've lived in buddy Brisbane don't say it Brisbane will always be home but I remember when I first moved down to
1: to um, Sydney I was sleeping a lot on my sister's couch I didn't technically have an
2: abode <laughs> right. I was staying between my... Yeah, that's a generous generous use of the term moved. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, I
1: bought a one-way ticket to Sydney and I had a bag. Yeah, I didn't you move squatted, anything. You squatted um, for a bit. So I slept on my sister's couch sort of one-bedroom apartment. Um, and uh, I remember I needed the internet to communicate with, like, you know, to get work, get gigs, talk to my acting agent, etc., Right, and so um, I thought I was going to buy. I, I, I was going to buy myself a little laptop. I didn't have a computer. My sister didn't have a computer. Um, my phone didn't have internet on it back then. Didn't have a bed. No. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so there's no Wi-Fi the computer on Computer's the least couch. of your worries. <laughs> yeah. So um, so I remember I spent a lot of time at this internet cafe, and uh, it was this internet cafe in King's Cross, and it, I, could, I had, kind of had nothing to do. I didn't have a proper job. Occasionally I had gigs at night. Um, I didn't have a computer. My phone didn't have the internet. So I'd go to this internet cafe and just kind of use it a couple of hours, most days, I'd say. And, um, How I much thought, was I'd, it
2: per, um, per hour?
1: Well, it was a very cheap one. I, th- I think it was a couple of dollars for the first hour. Then I went down to a dollar for the second hour and then 50 cents for hours <laughs> after that. And, um, I remember at one stage, I was like, "I should stop going to this internet cafe. i'm going to buy I'm going to buy myself a small laptop." Mm-hmm. So I started doing research. Um, and back then, you had to get a dongle to to connect to the internet, you know, if yeah. you didn't have WiFi. so you so you had to buy a special dongle. And the only sort of dongle that was available wasn't like a USB dongle. You had to get a certain port in your laptop. There's, like, some PCMDI, like, insert or whatever. Anyways.
2: But kids these days don't know how good they've got <laughs> it, do they? <laughs>
1: You're living in the future. <laughs> um, and I remember I researched this laptop in this internet cafe day after day for probably a week or so. And I guess the story that I'm going to the, – the question I'm asking you, listening, is when have you been told enough's enough? Because I remember one day going to the counter Of this internet cafe, And I'd been in there almost every day for like weeks at this stage. So the people at the front counter knew me. Yep. And I remember saying, oh, you know, time to pay. Uh, And I said, how much is it? And the lady calculated the hours that I'd been there. And she said, "Uh, it's eight hours worth. And I was like, oh, have I been here for eight hours? And she looked at me and said, yeah, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is your business and you're telling me that I am here too much? Yeah. And that was a real sticky. That was like, I was like, I need to get a computer and get the hell out of here.
2: And it was, it was a low point, man. Yeah. Did your sister say to you after another night of clogging her one better? oh yeah, it's, it's too much
1: <laughs> like what now I need to find a house to live in as well the world's bloody against me <laughs> so let us know Yeah. when have you shamefully
2: been told enough is enough yeah well just yesterday I was I went to lunch me and Woods went to lunch and we we're just ordering a couple of things and I'm like oh and maybe what would you reckon to this and he's like uh, I'm pretty sure you've got enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, like, you're not oh, supposed to tell me that. So, so like, wouldn't you want to sell the thing? But he's like, no, <laughs> pretty sure. And at the end, of like, yeah, we were, we were full. And it's like, yeah, you made a good call there, man. He's yeah. like, yeah, I could usually judge by the look of some people how much they eat. But I needed that the other night after a show we went out with the boys from Kingswood, no. Ruben K., and we ordered it was I don't know who was ordering I don't know Uh there was was no checks and balances on this one (laughs) the table was full we couldn't we couldn't do anything we were were overwhelmed (laughs) anyway we needed someone much like the lady at your internet cafe to go yeah it's it's too much it's too much
1: (laughs) (laughs) matt.n.alex let us know when have you been told enough's enough
2: All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Well, Matt, yesterday I was telling you I narrowly avoided a, uh, a situation in which I tonked someone on the head. My window chock, um, which is a, p- a p- little piece of wood, fell out as I was trying to readjust the window. Um, luckily, no one was harmed in the, uh, in the ensuing fall and it was there. I'm happy to say it was there when I went back home. It was, it was well, still in the bushes.
1: I was glad to hear that. I was also surprised to hear that you used a block of wood because I used a little spray, you know, fabric (laughs) stain removal spray bottle for my chalk. And we did ask you, what's your chalk? (laughs) And you'll be amazed to know nobody got in touch with us. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely nobody wanted to, wanted to. Which
2: I I thought that talkback had better legs than nobody. I
1: thought they
2: had heaps of legs. Use use an old phone book, you know. Who knows
1: what? Yeah, you know, an old old pair
2: of shorts or something. Fishing rod, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, no one did watch your chalk, but we did have quite a bit of interest on what's bonked your noggin. Um, (laughs) You know, narrowly avoiding my my particular one, but uh, other people not so lucky, including Daniel from Adelaide. G'day, Daniel.
4: G'day, Alex. How you going?
2: Pretty good, thanks, man. Uh, you you got tonked overseas?
4: I, I did. I did. So uh, I was uh, 18 years old, first time uh, traveling overseas, heading to Europe. Landed in Paris.
2: Ooh, la la, oh, city yeah. of love.
4: That's it. Uh, I uh, it was. This was 2008, so before before having uh, an, a smartphone readily available and things like that. Still carrying the Lonely Planet's books around. Mm. Didn't do any research when I landed as to how to get to my hostel, so I jumped in the, uh, the taxi. Uh, $300 later, I get to my uh, oh. hostel, so uh, not off to a good start already. Oh, Sacre
2: bleu. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> I was saying things similar. Uh, <laughs> I uh, go up into the hostel, obviously tail between the legs a little bit, put all my stuff in, in, in my room. It's uh, between a five- to seven-storey building. Uh, on the way out, there's a, a busload of kids from the Netherlands on a uh, on a school trip, just running nuts through the hallway, um, bumping into me, pushing me around, all that sort of stuff. Uh, go outside, sit down on the on the steps just outside, and then five ten minutes later, uh, just got the biggest smack in the side of the head from a uh, from a, a, a lolly <laughs> thrown from oh.
1: the,
4: <laughs> thrown from the fifth story. I'll turn around to look at these kids waving at me. Um, <laughs> And if they missed the first time, I would have got up and walked away. Like, this shot was perfect. It was... <laughs> that was
1: calculated.
2: deliberate. It was
4: deliberate. It
1: was the absolutely old, deliberate. Or, or French, more-
2: the bonbon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but did it hurt more than a $300 cab ride? Probably not. Oh. All, All right. Probably what,
4: not. I obviously instantly got up and walked away, and I was just thinking, Europe sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but...
1: Of course, it does not. We love Europe. Thank you yeah. very much, Daniel. Some of my time. best friends are Europe. Sechuette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, <laughs> thanks, he's Daniel.
4: Awesome. Cheers, guys. Thank
1: you. See you, mate. Now, you. Belinda also got clocked on the noggin by something. Uh, this happened to you a little while back.
5: Yeah, this was the mid 80s. How are you guys? Pretty so, good, Belinda.
2: How's Darwin going today?
5: Darwin's sultry as usual. Yeah. Sultry nice. and beautiful here. Yeah. Under storm yeah, 32, so, let me guess. Yes, exactly. There you go. Correct.
1: <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> oh, so what got you on the head?
5: An ice bucket, but not just any ice bucket, Jimmy Barnes's ice bucket.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. How did this happen?
5: So, so this was the mid-'80s and it was between Cold Chisel and just before he was launching his solo career. And I was in Adelaide and he had a gig at the Crossways Hotel that existed then that was kind of out in the far northern suburbs of Adelaide and I uh, went with a group of people, all who were Jimmy and Cold Chisel fans. I wasn't really. He necked a bottle of vodka on stage, as he used to do in those days, got the <laughs> <Jeez>. ice bucket <laughs> when it was empty, got the ice bucket, chucked it out into the crowd. It ricocheted off my head and landed in the arms of my friend, who was a mad Barnes fan. So they immediately shoved it up their windcheater, which was the pub wear of the 80s. And then we formed a close like guard around them and they got out of the venue and got to keep the ice bucket as a treasured memento of their love opportunity. Yeah, that's great.
1: Of course oh, you left and you, you
2: left with an egg on <laughs> you your head. So yes, that yeah, yeah. got to keep the concussion um, <laughs> later on. Yeah, it wasn't on. too bad. It was all yeah. right. Yeah, it was all right.
1: Thanks so much, Belinda. We really appreciate it. No worries. And shout out to your friend who got has got a you know, Barnesy ice bucket, probably still <laughs> to this day.
5: Yeah, yeah, no worries.
6: See ya. See you this later.
2: Bye, and let us know if you've if you've been bonked by a bucket or a bonbon. It doesn't doesn't matter. We'll take all comers. Matt. Alex.
1: Well, thank you very much for joining us on another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Thank you very much to our insider, oh, anonymous. I tell you what, who has. Probably
2: Let it rip. <laughs> Let it rip. What critication even... what accreditation do you need for that again? <laughs> Should've asked. I mean, there's so many more. I want to get them on again at some point for more <laughs> more secrets finally <laughs> revealed. That was that was something real, real It's insightful won the heart there. of
1: the nation. Actually, <laughs> I reckon there'd be real estate agents in their cars
2: listening. It's gone. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! That is it. But I uh, thank you. If you would like to join us as an insider, if you have got a few tricks of the trade of whatever industry you're in, please get in touch with us, Matt and Alex. We'd love to uh, hear from you. And also, if, you've, if
1: someone's told you, hey, enough's enough, you've overstayed your welcome, you need to go home, maybe, you've, maybe <laughs> you got kicked out of the all-you-can-eat buffet, maybe they wouldn't fill your glass up at the bottomless brunch, whatever
2: it is, let us know at matt.n.alex. Uh, We are going to leave you with a voice memo we got from Georgia this week about <laughs> a food ritual because, Matt, you revealed that when you drink <laughs> From chocolate Chocolate milk milk straws, you don't put your lips on the straw and just use suction. Force,
1: yes. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, As as much as I can. Yeah, and I like the feeling of the liquid hitting my
2: lips, my plastic-free lips, you know what I mean? No. But Georgia (laughs) did get in touch about her own food food ritual, and it's in in regard to party pies. So we're going to leave you with that one here on All Day Breakfast today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll catch you for another ep tomorrow. Until then... Bye-bye.
0: So the first time my boyfriend saw me eat a party pie, uh, he almost broke up with me. We were sitting in banjos uh, in my lunch break in college and I took the top off the party pie, went and grabbed a teaspoon and then I put sauce in the centre of the party pie, mixed it up with a teaspoon, ate the inside, put sauce on the lid Mixed it around, ate the lid, and then I put more sauce on the inside of the pie and then spread that around and then ate the pie. He was disturbed.
1: I love it. (laughs) George is my kind of gal. Wow, that's a bit of sauce soup (laughs) out of the. Yeah, you've just made yourself a little bowl, haven't you, to eat tomato sauce out of? I think you should just go straight bottle to mouth,
2: Georgia. That's what, you, that's what you really want. That's it. I'll have a party pie. Easy on the pie, thanks. <laughs> just hit me with that free sauce.
0: That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.